0: Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and this week is all about miracles with stories from this year's best selling book, Chicken Soup for the Soul Believe in Miracles. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with editor in chief, Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with a little Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for you. And today I'm sharing two stories from our new bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Believe in Miracles. I think today's stories will give you goosebumps as they deal with something so important and so emotional and so improbable. And that is a couple of long overdue reunions between mothers and children who were separated because of substance abuse issues. The first story I'm going to share with you contains the most amazing coincidence. It's one that connected a mother and daughter over thousands of miles and many decades without either of them even knowing that it was happening. So I want to start with that amazing story, and it's by Christy Blakeway. She had decided to do something different for community service at Christmas time with her teenage students. Now, they had been planning to give out food and clothing to homeless people in a very poor part of Canada called Vancouver's downtown east side, But then they realized that the homeless people there were already receiving plenty of food and clothing. Christy says, rather than handing out food and clothing, we made greeting cards so that the homeless had something to give. The idea was simple. We would take our blank, handmade greeting cards to the streets and invite people to write to those they had lost touch with. Well, it proved to be a great idea because people who had not spoken with family members for years opened up and shared their stories. And they wrote to their children, their parents, their friends and siblings, and then they trusted these teenage students with their messages. And the students searched phone directories to connect the homeless with their families, and they ended up making hundreds of connections for people. Christy decided that she would explore some of the stories in more depth by taking one homeless person to lunch each month And Cindy was the first lady she met this way. Now, Cindy had moved to Vancouver 20 years earlier after escaping an abusive relationship, and she had given up a baby for adoption in Ontario. Well, on the day that Christy met her, Cindy was contemplating suicide, thinking that she had little to live for because she was battling hepatitis, HIV, and heroin addiction. Cindy only had one reason for living, though, and that was her hope that even though 27 years had passed, she might still meet the daughter she gave up for adoption. All she knew was her daughter's first name, Paige, and her birth date and birthplace. So Christy spent the whole night searching social media and she looked at every profile she could find of a woman named Paige in Ontario. And she finally found one with a matching birth date, but the Facebook account was inactive. So Christy clicked through Paige's friend list anyway, and she actually recognized someone on the list. It was a friend of a friend. So Christy contacted her friend, who contacted his friend who was on Paige's list, and the connection was made. And it turned out that the friend knew that Paige had just started looking for her birth mother. Within hours, Paige and Christy were on the phone. And it turned out that Paige, just like her mother, had struggled with addiction, She told Christy that a book that had helped her to get straight was called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts. And it was about the area in Vancouver where Christy had been doing outreach, and that was where Cindy lived. Paige said that book had helped her get off drugs when she was pregnant because she had read a story in the book about a homeless woman in Vancouver named Celia who had given up her child because of drugs. And that story about Celia inspired Paige to get clean so she could keep her child. And Paige had even written a letter to the author of the book to thank him and tell him how that particular story had changed her life. Well, after talking to Paige, Christy went out and found Cindy and told her that she had found her daughter for her. And when Christy told her the story about how Paige got clean because of the story in the book about Celia, Cindy told her something that astounded her. The Celia in that story was Cindy. The author had changed her name to protect her privacy. Paige's life had been changed by a story about her own mother. So without even knowing it, Cindy had mothered her child. And that goodness continued because the very next day, Cindy checked herself into rehab so she could be sober for the first time in nearly three decades because now she felt she had a reason to live and a reason to get clean. Five months later, Cindy and Paige met in person for the first time since Paige was born. Through a series of amazing coincidences and some good detective work, Christy had pulled off a miracle. So Cindy and Paige reconnected after 27 years and enriched each other's lives, and Colleen Kenny Baker wrote a story for us as well about getting back together with her mother after a long estrangement. Colleen was in church one day, and after the sermon, the minister told the congregation to get quiet and invite God to talk to them. What Colleen heard knocked her to her knees, because she heard a voice say, Go and see your mom. Now, Colleen hadn't seen or talked to her mother for 15 years, because her mother had sent her a letter while she was in college telling her, Don't bother coming home. Colleen knew that her mother was drunk when she wrote the letter, but she obeyed, and she didn't go home, and she had no further contact with her mother. And now this voice was coming from somewhere and telling Colleen to see her mother. It wasn't like Colleen was just going to pick up the phone or head over to her mother's place. Instead, she curled up in bed and she cried and she relived all of the pain and disappointment and anger that she had experienced growing up with an alcoholic parent. Colleen called a friend who was a bit of a spiritual advisor to her and told her what was going on. And she talked to two other friends. A married couple that included a minister emeritus from her church. And he said, If God is telling you to go, you need to go. If your mom rejects you, you'll have your answer, but you will have obeyed. Let's set a date for you to see her. So Colleen did it. Although first she got lost as she drove to her old neighborhood because so much had changed. But finally she found her old house, she knocked on the door, and she found herself face to face with a gray haired woman she didn't recognize. It was her mom, but her mom didn't recognize her either. They talked, and their new relationship began, with lots of phone calls and visits, and it was the way it should be. Colleen was even the matron of honor at her 67-year-old mother's wedding, and she had 14 years after that with her mother, all because a voice told her to go and see her mother. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Believe in Miracles, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there and you can check out the front and back covers and read more about it. You'll find the book wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, and Amazon. You can also follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at Amy Newmark, and I will post links to the podcast each day there as well. Come back next time to hear the most amazing love story from our new Miracles book. It's not often that a 12-year-old girl sees a famous actor on TV and announces that she's going to marry him one day and then does just that.